0: You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's covering everything about Nick's upcoming season of The Bachelor. Now, the man with all your spoilers and behind the scenes juice in Bachelor Nation, here's Reality Steve.
1: How's it going, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 13. I am your host, Reality Steve, a very special guest for you today. It is a former contestant on this show, someone that not necessarily a triple threat because she never appeared on the Bachelor Pad franchise, but she was on three seasons. She was a finalist on Juan Pablo's lovely season of The Bachelor. She was a contestant on the first season of bachelor in paradise. She was a contestant on the second season of bachelor in paradise. You know, her, you love her. Her name is Claire Crawley. Claire, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good. First of all, for the record, this triple threat business, if I could have been on, um, bachelor pad, I would have done that in a heartbeat and I would have killed it because I think I'm way better at challenges, than I am at love. So for the record,
1: yeah. Um, I guess we could see that by now. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into all that anyway. At least um, on reality too. Yeah. Um. So here we go with your situation on Juan Pablo's season. Let's just start from the beginning. Um. I, I, this is something that I've always said about you, and mm-hmm. commenting about okay. you when talking about you on this show. I've always thought that you were very naive to the whole process of The Bachelor. Were you familiar with the show at all? And how did you end up on it?
0: Um, You're actually totally correct on that. I, at the time, was very, very naive to it because all I had known about the show was that it was about love. It was about romance. It was about finding somebody that could be your perfect match. That's all I knew about it. I had never watched a single season, which was my bad. (laughs) I just, I, I had come come hot off a really crappy relationship and one of my best friends at the time you know suggested to distract me from that crappy relationship she's like why don't we make you an eharmony profile and a match.com profile and sign you up for the bachelor just to distract me from this idiot so i was like okay so you know literally in my yoga pants on my porch we made this silly 2 minute little video and sent it in and it really at the time distracted me from it and I guess it did the job, but I get each callback and each callback was like, okay, this is helping more and more and more. And even if I didn't make it further than that second callback then the third callback then the initial trip to LA, like if I didn't make it past that, it did its purpose and distracted my mind. So it's pretty cool.
1: So the first night comes and you come out of the limo with a fake, baby bump. So explain that. Why did you go that route? Which producer probably talked you into doing that? Like, how did that whole idea come about?
0: So no producer talked me into it. It was actually my idea because what had happened was I had gotten a dress. I had ordered a dress and it came in the wrong size. So it came too big and I tried it on and the producers were looking at me, tried on and I'm standing there looking in the mirror and I'm like, I straight up look pregnant in this thing. <laughs> like, I look like I'm six months pregnant in this thing. And then they looked at me and they're like, okay, you are ridiculous, but I like it. So I just started laughing and I was like, wouldn't it be hilarious? Like, has there ever been a pregnant contestant on the show? And, and in real life, pregnant women date. I mean, they date. It happens. Pregnant women need love too. It happens. But <laughs> I just thought it was something so funny. And in my head, I'm like, Okay. This is all in my favor because, A, I love to joke around. And if this dude does not get my sense of humor, then he's not the one for me. Also, I want to have babies one day. And if if he if it scares him enough to freak him out, he'll send me home day one. I didn't even know the guy. So whatever. See, if he doesn't get my humor and if he doesn't want to have kids like that, then not my problem. He'll send me home.
1: That's an interesting way to go about it, I guess. I mean, I never really I never really thought of it that way. I just thought it was – when I saw it, I was like, okay, if I'm the guy standing there yeah. and a girl comes out with a fake baby bump, my first thought is, okay, but why would I want to be with somebody who actually is pregnant? But it was obviously just a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: it was a joke. And if he didn't understand it, which he did understand it, but thankfully – or I guess I don't know. Oh, he he did comprehend
1: that. I, he didn't comprehend much else on the season. So I yeah, know, yeah. Right? anyway,
0: Amen.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So you get the first date of the season. So here you are, this naive girl who hadn't watched anything apparently, and then mm-hmm. really had no idea what this show was about. You literally get the first yeah. date of the season, which is like a day after that limo entrance, and it's a it's a man made snow date in Malibu with an ice skating rink and everything. So for somebody who wasn't familiar really with the show at all, then to be that be your first date. Were you thinking like, this is the greatest thing ever. This is awesome. Like, I can't believe this is yeah. happening to me.
0: Well, I was honestly, I was blown away up until I had gotten out of the limo. I remember taking a deep breath right before the limo, before I walked out. And I remember thinking, am I really even here? Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> so, Anything above even getting there was kind of a bonus to me. So yeah, having that first date, I was like, is this really happening? (laughs) But it was, it was surreal. And for me, like I said, I had been with a real piece of work before that. I was dating a complete jerk. And so I had never done a date like that. I had never been on, you know, doing something like that. And I thought it was super romantic and it was so much fun. So I liked it.
1: So did you feel that some girls resented you? After that date, because you were the you you didn't get the first impression, Rose. That went to Charlene, but you got that first date. Where I don't did you come back and tell everybody what you did and brag about it, or not brag, but just tell everybody like, "Oh my god, it was so awesome!" And immediately, some Um, girls think like, "Oh god, I don't want to hear about this."
0: No, I don't know. I guess for me, I guess that's where a lot more of the naive stuff comes in. Was in my head, I was thinking we all have a fair chance here, and there's 50 girls if there's 500 girls if he likes me or if he likes the next girl it's gonna be cool like it's not gonna matter so I I thought it was okay to talk about it um in front of everybody I mean I would I wasn't bragging and I wasn't going around going guess what I did but the people that asked me yeah I told them there's nothing to hide but there's also nothing to like brag about everybody's gonna get their chances and if they don't it's not right he's not into it you know
1: yeah understandable and you continue on, you guys go to, gosh, I'm drawing, I'm, I'm, I'm literally drawing, you had like three episodes in LA and then you go s- yeah. South Korea, Vietnam, New Zealand, New Zealand, and Miami. Okay. So that's your seven yeah. before hometowns. So your biggest nemesis all season, at least what, the, what they showed us, was mm. Nikki. Um, you guys mm. just did not seem to get along at all. Do you know like what the route? of that issue was was it something that we never saw was it between you and you what was what Um, was it between you and her that was so toxic at least what they made it seem
0: i don't know if toxic's the right word i think we just hung out with different people there were so many girls there that we just hung out in separate groups and so there so there were
1: clicks there were clicks there obviously um or
0: uh, i don't even like using the word clicks like we all got along but it was just who you gravitate towards and who it wasn't like, oh, these are the snotty girls or these are, these are the chill girls. Like it was more, you just gravitate who you get along with and who is more your style, you know, um, because you spend so much time together. But so we just didn't gravitate towards the same, same type of people because her and I are nothing alike. So, and that's cool. Like not, I mean, not everybody's like me and I don't expect everybody to be, but, um, she just was one from the beginning that was very, very, I don't know the right words for it. Um, and I have no, even to this day, like I don't, I just don't care. Like I just don't care about her, but just because I don't know her, I never really got to know her, um, as well. She never really got to know me, but, um, she was just very, I don't know if entitled is the word. I don't even know. I mean, it's been so long, but yeah, we just didn't get along. We just didn't get along just because we didn't see eye to eye on things. We didn't We didn't have the same interests. We didn't... I don't know.
1: And I remember this back when the show was airing and I was recapping yeah. it. And now I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I'm almost positive that you guys never were on a no. date together. Correct? Yeah,
0: we never were on a date together. So that was the thing. We never... If I was in the house, she was gone, and if she was in the house, I was gone. So we never really hung out together. That was the thing. We never had time together. We never got to know each other.
1: I, it's so weird. I mean, I, I, through seven episodes, it's so weird to think. How did you know? Mm-hmm. Ne- like, you had a one-on-one in the in when when the date started in episode two. You had a one-on-one. Yeah. She had a group date in the next yeah. episode in L.A. She. How did you not? Oh, one of you didn't have a date that week, and one of you did. So you didn't. Obviously, we're not a date together in South Korea. There were two group dates. You were on one. She was on the other. She was on the dancing group date and you were on the go through town and get fish pedicures or whatever that was. So that was (laughs) that was episode four. Episode five was Vietnam. Um, What happened in Vietnam in terms of dates? Was that your second one on one or no? Or her first? Um,
0: That was I was on a group date. I feel like in Vietnam. And that and that that would have been Nikki's the water basket.
1: Yeah, and that, and that would have been Nikki's first one-on-one because she had had back-to-back yeah. group date roads. Yeah. So now here we are at you episode never- 6. Yeah. Uh episode 6 was New Zealand who you had a one-on-one and she was on the zorbing date, is that correct? She was on the when they went down the hill. I'm
0: assuming because that was a group date.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you had a one-on-one in
0: uh-huh.
1: New Zealand. So now my now, now that brings us to Miami and she had a one-on-one and you had a group date. So it's amazing yeah. that you guys never had a date together i mean i remember it at the time but now thinking about it i I, if you were to go back through every season since juan pablo's there's no way that the top two girls never had a date together for the first seven episodes i guarantee it's never happened just off the top of my head so that is that is definitely weird and obviously i i heard a lot of things i've even reported them on my site in regards to Mm -hmm. nikki that um you know her edit that she got pretty much saved her ass because I've been saying it for years through sources that had mm-hmm. told me back in the day that Nikki couldn't have been more of a bitch in the house if she tried, and none of it was ever hey, shown. You said it not me. <laughs> none of it was ever shown. So when it's airing, are you bothered? Were you when it was airing? Were you bothered by the fact that, gosh, like, why isn't this being? Why aren't things about her being shown? Or did you were just like whatever? For
0: me, it was even more so. It wasn't like why aren't they showing how things really happened? Even on my end, it was like that's not what happened, or that's not what was I meant by that, or that's not even what happened there. So it's the piecing together of things that it just was so. I didn't understand. You know, my head going into it, I was going. If I'm a good person and I have a good heart, they like, yeah. can't make me look bad. You know, like, yeah. They can't possibly make me look bad. But I guess they can. You know, they can do whatever they want to do. And that's what you essentially sign away is this is all really happening, but you're allowed to do what you want with it. Make it appear certain certain ways. But
1: you yeah. need to sign
0: up for. And know? I
1: think I think it, it all came to a culmination in Miami when I think it was the cocktail party before the rose ceremony where you guys we're sitting there. It's one of the no, funnier moments in the show ever. But
0: that's the thing. No, like there, what a lot of people don't understand is there's, there's a lot of breaks where they're like, okay, we have to readjust the cameras. We're going to sit here and just take a break. Or a lot of times they say we need to, um, like check audio sounds and on our mics. Cause we're all wearing mics. And yeah. so they'll say, don't talk, don't say anything. Just sit there. We're checking mics. And so you're sitting there and, Honestly, too, it's probably two, three, four in the morning. So you're exhausted. So you're like, I have no problem sitting here looking like a zombie, zoning out, probably having the brattiest look on my face, not because of who's sitting next to me, more so that I'm zoning out and I'm tired and they're doing a mic check, you know?
1: And then it <laughs> airs. You that. And then it airs, and you're like, wait a second, that's not even. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, even what happened? Put, we weren't sitting there for 10 minutes not talking to each no, other.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they put some cricket sounds in the background yeah. and it looks super awkward. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: and then we'll, we'll get to what happened to you later on in Paradise with kind of the same deal. But um,
0: yeah.
1: let's let's talk about Juan Pablo for a second. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people that watch this show and a lot of people that are like super fans of the show, mm-hmm. have he's been universally slammed as one of the worst bachelors that they ever had. Uh, Just Mm -hmm. because he, his English wasn't great. It seemed like he didn't comprehend a lot of things, understand things that people were saying to him, your initial attraction to Juan Pablo, like, was it legit? Was it real? Like, were you really into this guy?
0: Him and I had really good chemistry together. Um, And it was easy. I think with that said, you only get such a limited amount of time together that, when it is easy, you don't, you don't have those awkward silences or you don't have those like long drawn out. Okay. Tell me more about this or tell me more about that. So in my eyes, I had never gone through a show like this. Who, who does, you know, but when you have such quick time together, you're going, I guess that's how it goes. I guess I'm just taking that for face value for who he is. And that's all you see. And so, yeah, it's easy. It's effortless. It's good. And, and him and I, in all fairness did have, I think a good connection. Um, as far as that, you know, so it was easy.
1: Yeah. And I think that, uh, in the beginning, especially when you have the first date and you guys hit it off as, mm-hmm. as you did, there's probably a part of you that was like, okay, I can, you know, I can see this. If, if maybe yeah. you didn't get your first one-on-one till episode five or six, I think your feelings might've been different for somebody I who totally was naive agree. to the process.
0: I totally agree. It just seemed, it seemed easy. And I was like, well, I guess this is how it goes. And Like I told you earlier, if there could have been five hundred women there, and I just felt like for me it was like, okay, he likes me, I like him, and we'll just see where this goes. And if I get eliminated next time, it's cool. Like it's not for me, you know. I I had that attitude the entire till the very last end, till the end of it. It wasn't like if it's not me, it's not me, you know. So as it's
1: as it's going along, at what point in the process, what location were you at where you were like? God, you know what? I I could make it to the end, or I could see myself being in his wife being his wife. Did you was there any particular moment or a date that you were on where you were like, you know what? This could actually work. I, I'm like now I'm invested. Really invested.
0: Um I never really felt truly like How do I say this? I never told him I loved him because I didn't love him um I could see myself falling for him and I did tell him that yeah but dropping the bomb is still huge to me um so it never got to that point and I think producers were always so annoyed by me because I would never I was never that girl that's like I'm I love him and I have to tell him like I never felt like that it takes for me even on a show like this it takes me a lot longer to even feel that like for I was having a great time and for what it was worth. And in the moment I was having a great time and just appreciating it for that moment. Cause honestly, I truly felt like, okay, this is the night I'm going home. Okay. This is probably the night I'm going home. Yeah. I think, I think when I felt. Did emotionally, which takes a lot for me, um, was the moment after him and I went in the ocean in Vietnam. Um, when he just, laid into me about that it crushed me steve like it really really crushed me and i'm kind of thankful they didn't show it but i had an epic meltdown and i was like i want to go home right now
1: well yeah let's let's that was going to be my next question because you talk about the good times you had together and yeah i think one of the biggest ones obviously the ones that everyone remembers was the the time you guys you guys go into the ocean in Vietnam. And and Claire, I don't know if you've ever fully addressed this, but we're, we're in the trust tree right now. Just, uh, it's just (laughs) you and me and a gazillion other podcast listeners. So I'm going to ask you straight up, did you have sex with Juan Pablo in the ocean?
0: No, 100%, thousand percent. I did not. And what I, what I'm blown away by is I've said it a million times that never happened. What was weird to me is how adamant he was to read me for quote unquote what happened. But if he was so concerned about his daughter, if he was so concerned about how that night looked, why wouldn't he come out and say, no, that didn't happen? Like, I have yet to hear anything out of his mouth to say, like, no, that didn't happen, which blows my mind because it didn't happen. Um, And actually, not only that, like that was one thing that really, really rubbed me like sour um, was how in, in productions and um, was how they made that look because that was nothing more than, and honestly, Steve, I've told everybody this, that was in the ocean. One of the greatest moments I've ever had in my entire life and for production and them editing to ruin it and kind of make it look like something that it wasn't. Oh, just killed me, killed. It still makes me so upset So it it goes down as like one of the greatest moments in my
1: life. Refresh my memory. I I remember, Mm -hmm. I remember it, it happened. And then I remember there was a talk, it was the talk at the cocktail party and he pulled you aside and, and kind of gave you a a reaming or a, not a tongue lashing, but he was, but what was it again? What did he say to you at that um, cocktail party? Um, After you guys had been in the ocean,
0: yeah, he basically said, "I don't, I don't even remember." But he he talked down to me and was basically like, "What happened in the ocean wasn't good. It wasn't right. We shouldn't have done that." Um, blah blah blah. I don't even remember what he said, to be honest. But so,
1: what was he referring to then? If you if you know you didn't have sex, so what was he referring to?
0: I think he wanted to keep things fair and I think he was referring to how it possibly could look. Oh, um, but, and, and taking into account his daughter and taking all that kind of stuff into account. He didn't want it to look a certain way. Um, as well as not be fair to the other women. If he did happened to choose somebody other than me it would not have looked good at all which i agree but what had happened was i mean there's so many other ways he could have gone about it but with his lack of communication skills i think he did the best he could by communicating that which i would have done it differently i would have said it differently I, i would have just said even if he didn't like what happened he participated, you know, he came to the door. I, I gave him plenty of opportunities, Steve. I was like, Hey, and I mean, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what happened in the ocean. Let's talk about that night. Because for me, it was nothing to do essentially with him is what sounds crazy, but it had nothing to do with him. Yeah. I was going, I was going down to the ocean. I'd invited every single one of the girls with me and they all remember it. Like I was like, I want to get out of this hotel room. I, I, have never been on a plane before prior to this, let alone on the other side of the world. And I normally was a person that was super prone to like panic attacks and anxiety attacks and to be on the other side of the world. And t- I didn't even know what it felt like to be like what a warm ocean felt like. So I was inviting the girls. I'm like, can you come down with me in the ocean and go swimming with me or at least feel the water? Um, see what it <laughs> feels like. Cause I don't know if I'll ever be back here or we'll have this opportunity. Um, and all the girls are drinking and having fun. So they're like, no, 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 no. So huh. I went down there and the producers were like, well, he's the reason you're here. Why don't you just invite him to share in this like moment with you of, you know, going, wow, this is kind of like a bucket list thing. Like, this is amazing, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, which it was. And so he had shown me where his room was earlier because he invited me back to it to go swimming on the group date. Um. So I just went to his door and I walked up and I said, Hey, I don't want to come in. I don't want to bother you. Um, And by the way, the producers had told me, they're like, he's wide awake. He's watching baseball. Like he's up.
1: So basically you went to his door with the exact opposite intentions of, let's say Corinne going to Nick's door. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Correct. No, I just, he didn't even have to partake in it. Like I, the producers and I, I mean, I thought it was a good idea. I was like, well, he's the reason I'm here. And if this does end up something amazing, I would want to share this moment of me not having a panic attack, me not having anxiety. And for anybody who has panic and anxiety, it's like a huge thing to not have it. And in that moment, I was like, this is unreal. I wish my dad could see this. I wish like my family could see like how good this is for me, like how liberating it was for me to even be on the other side of the world like that and not freaking out. So I wanted to share that moment or him to share that moment with me. And I, and I offer, I was like, Hey, if it's weird, cool. If it's not come with me, I just want to go feel the water. Even if we dip our toe in, like, I just want to feel the water. Hmm. Um, It'll be two seconds. And so he's like, yeah, he, before he finished my sentence, he was like, let me grab my sweater. Like I'm coming out. So we just went down there, um, jumped in the water and I, I had the time of my life. Like it was probably two minutes. Just went in the water. he, I started getting sucked under the current right there. Um, but, and it was apparently like jellyfish season, jellyfish breeding season. So there was a million and a half jellyfish. I'm shocked that he didn't get stung, but, um, I started getting sucked in the water, like snot coming out of my nose, salt water all in my mouth. Like it just, there's no room for like sexiness in that, you know? (laughs) But, um, so he grabbed me when I was getting sucked under the water. He hugged me. He's like, I'm glad I can share this moment with you. We got out of the water, sat on the beach, and I was like, "Thanks, you know, have a good night." And it was, it was, so, to, like I said, to this day, one of the greatest moments of my life to feel so liberated from my anxiety and my panic.
1: And then it turned into a, a shit storm when it actually airs.
0: Yeah, for everybody else cheesy, to see sleazy the sleazy music and yeah. slow motion and I- implications of other stuff happening, and they just trashed it.
1: Yeah. Um, so you guys, you, you move on. Obviously, you get to. The hometown dates and there was stuff going on with your family. I think one of your sisters mm-hmm. really went after him or no, she went mm. after wait, she go after him or you? I'm sorry I am sorry blanking on this. About about I'd say the both. Uh, uh,
0: yeah. I'd say both to be honest. I just uh, I mean, we don't even need to talk about that. My, but I in hindsight, my my sisters know me very well. They're my sisters and I love them. They love me. And they were really just looking out for me. Yeah. Um, and they didn't get a good feeling from him, but four out of the five didn't say it. You know, they all were like, if it yeah. makes you happy, we support you. Um, one of them did not have those thoughts and always tends to speak her mind like that. So. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I mean,
1: so, so she, we move on, we move on to St. Lucia, which is where uh-huh. your overnights and finale were. And, it, this was something that I think the show, again, you had your thing in Vietnam where they made something there that wasn't, but then you have almost the complete opposite happen mm-hmm. in St. Lucio. You guys are on your final date together. You're in the helicopter, and Juan Pablo mm-hmm. says something to you, which the audience, we don't hear, but the copter, yeah. the copter lands, and, and you're pissed. And can you just, yeah. what did he say to you? What exactly happened? I remember there was a report out there, I believe wet paint came out with it, that actually yeah. reported somehow got the inside information of what he actually said <laughs> to you. And it had something to do with sex. Can you just elaborate of what the hell happened and why were you so pissed when you got off the helicopter?
0: So during the show, every single second there is a producer, there's a camera person, there's always somebody recording filming standing next to you and you you literally have no privacy um and so in that moment we had we we're in the helicopter and for some reason I think they needed to take like the cameraman or somebody out of the shot just to get like a shot of us landing so they dropped the camera people off went back up and I was like oh here's our moment this was after the fantasy suites here's our moment to like for me to ask like What's up? Like I'm kind of freaking out at this point of like how do you, I I just thought in my mind like I really don't know how he feels about me. And so I just said like what? Like what are we doing? Like what how do you feel? Like what are we doing? And he he just had this face like well I don't know you but basically like I like everything physical about you. And in that moment it just kicked me in the gut. And I thought I've invested so much of my personal time, my life into this. And we've spent a good amount of time together up till this point. And that's what you choose to tell me what you like about me or how you feel about me. That's what you choose to say. So it was a real kick in the stomach because I'm like, you're no different from a lot of men out there. Like what, why did they choose? They're supposed to choose a man for this spot that is worthy of being you know not anybody gets to be in that position that he's in and they chose him and he you know with that kind of like juvenile attitude it was just like that's what you choose to see and i'm investing my heart and that's what you want to say you like about me guys like that are a dime a dozen you know yeah that's not what i was there for that's what i was running away from like i wanted to be seen as so much more than that, which I am, We all, you know, so it just kicked me in the stomach. So as soon as we landed, it was probably literally like two or three minutes, we landed and I had my mic on and I just, the producers that are behind the camera, they were pretty far away. And I just remember grabbing my tank top and I held my mouth right on top of the microphone and I said, get me out of here.
1: Oh, so you want, you want it out before the, yeah. Because that was when it was down yes. to two, right? That was just when it was down to you and Nikki.
0: Yeah, I said, "Get me out of here." Oh wow. Um. So we went back to the hotel. I mean, it was just like an awkward. They're like, "Okay, what's going on?" We went back to the. Ho- I went back to my hotel by myself, and he did his thing. And I told producers, "I." That's when I said, "I want to go home. I don't want to be treated like that. I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to be disrespected like that. I'm." Like it was such an insult. So
1: And you still I, had your night portion of the date coming up. This was your last chance before uh, the final rose ceremony happened and you won out. So what
2: <laughs> Yeah. Wow.
1: Well and they obviously I mean, think looking back on it now, now knowing this story <laughs> uh, and obviously knowing that you stayed around, there was mm-hmm. obviously no way that they were going to let you leave because then they have no finale. Right? I mean, well that was
0: the thing. They I think they were in like a catch twenty two because they knew they hated him and they all the ones that were dads that were husbands, they were like, we want to kill him. Um, and they said, they're like, Claire, there's a black escalade sitting right outside this hotel. If you want to jump in it and go home. Um, but with me, I, there was like a promise I had made to myself, um, going into this show and kind of into it. I, one thing of my shortcomings in a relationship up until that was when it kind of got tough and when it got scary in relationships, I just wanted to like run and hide. I wanted to run away. So I had promised myself, you know, whatever it is, I'm not going to run away and I'm just going to stick it through. And I wanted to ask him, can you imagine though, Steve, like at the very end, if, if it's your fiance and he's like, Hey, I love your body. I love physical. Like I like kissing you. That's a compliment. Like that's good, right? Yeah. If it's somebody that has no intention of that and he's like, yeah, I like your body. I just like kissing you. That's (laughs) an insult. And I didn't know the difference between, I didn't know which was the answer because you can't say, yeah, I'm going to choose you or no, I'm not going to choose you. So I was in the position of like, A, I don't want to run and I don't just want to run away and not know the answers. But I want to know which one it is. And so producer said tonight you can ask him. And I did.
1: Did we see this? What did he say? I don't remember this. I mean, your season um, was like five years ago and I'm trying to remember like what I happened said, on that. But I, what did he say? I know. I know they showed the night portion of your day. You, I remember you yeah. guys on a couch in yeah. his room or whatever the case were back at his place. Yeah. What so happened? I
0: asked him. I said, I asked exactly what I said. I was basically like, what are you going to do? Because what happened was not cool and I didn't like it. and made me uncomfortable. Um, and I need to know kind of where your head is at. Is it you and me? Like, what is it? What's the answer? Like, what is it? And he said, he straight up sat there and he was like, Claire, yeah, I can see myself being in Sacramento. I can see you living with me. I can see being together with you. I can see being around your family. Like I want all of that. And.
1: So it sounds like somebody coached him really well before that conversation
0: i don't know but also (laughs) in my head i'm thinking that's what i want to hear
1: yeah no
2: i mean Um,
0: because as far as coaching yeah you're right it doesn't look good when one girl leaves and there's one down to one girl or you know essentially me and andy both of us leave going screw you like that doesn't look good at all that's right so i think that they wanted to for sure encourage me to stay
1: so not a day or two after that would have been the final rose ceremony. I can't remember if you had yeah. the first last chance date with him or or Nikki did, yeah, but I remember. Mm-hmm. So, final rose ceremony day rolls around. You wake up that morning and mm-hmm. what? What was your sense of what was going to happen that day?
0: <clears throat> I I honestly didn't know. I felt I could have gone either way. I think I felt like all I had was my own heart and my own gut. And I felt like I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I can only feel my feelings and I was in it. I was invested in it. I wanted it to work and I wanted to believe that he had good intentions Um, and was backing up what he told me the night before. If he had told me Claire, I, that it, it is just a physical thing. I would have been out so fast, Steve. Like I would have been gone so yeah. fast. But I think any girl would in that situation. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But for me, I was like, I'm just going to go up there. I'm going to say how I feel and I'm going to stick it through the end and not run away through the tough stuff. Um, and I think in the long run too, that's benefited me so much by sticking around. I know it's kind of soft to have me to go through that, but yeah. it has benefited me. Like I'm so much of a stronger person. tenfold now because of that, because I stuck it through to the end and I didn't power away and I didn't get scared and I didn't run when things got tough, you know?
1: So once he rejects you, you had one of the more memorable exit speeches ever. Uh, wh- Where did that even come from? Yeah, what ha- what happened? Did emotions just overtake you at that point and you just had verbal diarrhea at that point And just, or were you very well aware of what you were saying? Yeah, yeah but I mean, were you, were you aware of, I had this discussion when I had Courtney Robertson on last week, and we yeah. talk about her and I talked about the fact that when you say things whether you're in an ITM or whether yeah. you're on a date you're not yeah. you're not actively thinking what the ramifications of this will be no. 3 months from now when it airs so when you say <laughs> to a guy on national television after he essentially dumps you at the altar like you know what you said about, I don't remember the exact quote but you remember what you said yeah. I think a lot of people remember what you said about his kids or Not being a good, you wouldn't want him to be the father of your child or your children. Well, okay. What was it again? So I don't misquote you.
0: I just, I told him I would never want my children having a father like him. Yeah. And that is the truth. Yeah. I, I think where I differ from Courtney in that is that when I was standing up there, I, you know, I've said it a million times. I have always been the type of girl that when a guy is like, I don't want to be with you or this isn't working out. I'm always the person to be nice, to be okay with it, to be passive. I guess you can say and be like, yeah, let's be friends. It's cool. Like I've been very like just understanding with stuff like that and very like, yeah, it'll be cool. But in that moment I was thinking, okay, three months down the line, there's going to be little girls. There's going to be teenagers. There's going to be my nieces watching this and I'm not going to stand up here and let, another man disrespect me and not stand up for myself i wanted to be able to show my nieces and these girls that it's good to stand up for yourself and that like you cannot let somebody treat you like that and disrespect you and where i felt disrespected in the finale was he didn't stand up there steve and say like you're gonna make a man happy sometime like like he never you're an amazing woman you've got these qualities like he never said anything
1: he was never complimentary to you at all
0: yeah and nothing of value to say like i appreciate you investing your heart in this i like nothing of substance that was like thank you for this you know because it is it like wrecks house on your whole heart you know it really does when you are invested in it and i was invested in it so there was no compassionate words there was nothing understanding about him he just was like man sorry it's not you (laughs) um and that's where i felt disrespected was like gosh i'm so much more than that and i've put so much more of myself into this than to be kind of brushed off like that and that's that's what rubbed me the wrong way was how he did that and then on top of it to have the night before him saying yeah i want to be in sacramento i can be with my daughter like don't say that stuff to me. Let me go. Then be man enough to have the ball to say you're not what I want. Yeah.
1: And I think that's where, and I think knowing now um, it's, it seems like that's where the coaching came in. He basically told you what you wanted to hear and was probably told to tell you what you wanted to hear because he never struck me as somebody that was really in tune with his feelings and Mm -hmm. somebody that was really going to speak his mind about how he feels in a relationship. He was a, Latin guy on a dating show that was completely out of his element and really totally
0: out of his element. No idea what he was doing. (laughs) I get it. But but it's like, at this point, step up the plate guy, you know, like you're, you chose to invest in this. You chose to be, to agree to do this. So own it and take the responsibility that comes along with it and say, I had you being vulnerable to me and I appreciate, or, you know, anything, say anything. Kind and compassionate in that situation because it's it's tough to stand up there and not know the answer and to go in there with blind faith. So I just felt super disrespected by that whole situation. It wasn't bitter. I mean, I'm glad let's be honest, I'm glad I didn't end up with it. I'm glad it wasn't me. I actually felt relieved when I knew that it wasn't me because who can talk to somebody like that and think somebody like that is not what I want, you know? It's not what I wanted.
1: Well, the next question I had, and I think you might have just answered it, was, is there any part of you that regrets saying what you did to him and thought maybe uh, it was too harsh? Yeah.
0: No, are you kidding me?
2: Yeah.
0: I feel okay. like if he had been kind and come from a place of, like I said, compassion, um, I'm the first one to be forgiving. I'm the first one to just, Literally just be like, it's okay. But I wasn't about to stand up there and let him talk to me like that and and laugh about it nonetheless afterwards, you know? To yeah. say, Glad I didn't pick that one. Like how much more immature can you be?
1: So yeah, it brings me back to what we were talking about last week with Courtney in that she wrote a pretty scathing book about You know, Ben, her ex, and probably the last third of the book was about their relationship and a lot of things that went wrong. And I asked her about one thing that kind of set it off, and she said specifically that it was a tweet that he sent about after a picture got released of Courtney making out with Ari that the paparazzi got a hold of like two weeks after Courtney and Ben's relationship ended, engagement, year engagement ends, a picture comes out of Courtney kissing Ari, and Ben sent a tweet about... Well, it looks like I dodged a bullet with that one. And she goes, That yeah. was the moment where I decided I was gonna write a book because there was so much that people didn't know. And it's almost like the aha moment that you had there.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean it's it really is amazing what so guys, if there's a lesson in all this, um don't don't do that to women. It's not nice. Especially <laughs> on especially on I, national I, I TV. <laughs> not
0: especially on national TV. I just feel like in general, it's so much harder. To make those decisions, to say that stuff, like to say the truth, to say, "Hey, I'm just not into this," or "You're not the one for me." But in the same token, give women more credit, and we would so much rather hear, "Hey, it's not working out," and I will have so much more respect for you rather than being like, "Wow, that was a real a-hole move," you know? <laughs> like, I'll yeah. have so much respect. I mean, you can't be mad at somebody saying, "Sorry, I just don't." It's not there. Like, that's that's respectable. You don't expect somebody to feel the same way you do all the time but it's going out like that and saying those kind of things it's like wow i just lost a hundred percent respect for you
1: well that's great i mean we're 40 minutes in and it was all on juan pablo and i i appreciate (laughs) your i appreciate your candidness on that because that was some really good stuff and insight from somebody that lasts you know, to the end of the show and kind of the emotional roller coaster. It sounded like you went through on that season. And I know it was four or five years ago, but it's still pretty relevant in your life. It was a major part of your life. So,
0: yeah. and I still, I mean, it still is like, I get people asking all the time. Well, they're like, Oh, do you regret going on the show? And I think they see it as a certain negative thing in my life. And I want to, I I mean, I always tell everybody, I'm like talking about it doesn't bother me because, you know, it gets more of the truth out there. But on top of it, it, it's those tough things that you go through, and it's this was one of the toughest things I've ever been through in my life. But it's because of stuff like that that does make you wiser, and make you stronger, and make you more empowered. It made me more empowered as a woman. So I'm nothing but appreciative of the circumstance. Hence why I went on Bachelor in Paradise, and then Bachelor in Paradise too. You know, it, it's yes, I was so much more empowered.
1: Let's get to Bachelor in Paradise 1. I don't want to spend too much time on Paradise because it didn't look like you had yeah. the greatest of times on either of those. But on the first season of Paradise, mm-hmm. you had one – I think you had the first date of the season. That was with Robert Graham and you oh, guys – Oh, I wish
0: I would have taken Graham, by the way.
1: <laughs> oh, well then – okay. Well, we'll get to that in a second because that was <laughs> your part of your major storyline of, of your first season on Paradise. But you, yeah. you end up on the first date with Robert Graham. You guys climb some – Pyramid or something and had fire ants yeah. on your legs and whatever. Do you know um, I
0: had I had a foreshadowing dream about that, Steve. Do you know that? What? <laughs> I had a dream I had a dream, I'm not even joking. Before I got to paradise, I had a dream that I was on the top of the building of some building, ruins or something, which I've never been to in my life. And I was holding my hands outstretched and I was like soaking up the sun. It was the best one of the best dreams I've ever had w- in my life. Was the dream and-
1: with Robert Graham or just any guy? Or was a guy <laughs> in the dream?
0: A guy was not in the dream. It's oh, just me okay. doing this, and I was like, "That's kind of what swayed me to go do this." Was like, I had a dream about that, and then I was like, "What if I actually get the chance to do that? That would be amazing." So I did, which was really cool.
1: Wow! And then I think in the other one was you had a date with Chris Bukowski, which I, I remember was like a massage or something. And
0: I was so was... tired that day, and I was, I think we had some big epic date planned. And I just remember crying in the bathroom. (laughs) I was crying in the bathroom. You know when you just... I mean, maybe you don't know this, but... Yeah. When I get really, really, really tired and cranky, I get like a baby. I just cry. I'm like, I don't want to do this. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I don't want to do this. Especially knowing he was not a guy that I was interested in. Nothing personal against him, but I just wasn't interested in him. Um, And so I was like, all I want is a massage. (laughs) And so they're like, okay, if we can't get you out of the bathroom, we'll at least do that so i was like very thankful of
1: that now this was bachelor pad 1 which was in Tulum the other two have been in in Playa Escondida i remember hearing a lot of bad things about Tulum um people complaining about the accommodations how bad was it
0: in Tulum um the i don't remember a lot about it the only thing i remember which is so funny well, i mean okay not funny at the time because i am a person that is so phobic of throwing up but Every single person. There was one rose ceremony or like one or two days where every single person was throwing up left and right. And from I'm what? Here food
1: poisoning again. or something?
0: I don't know. I don't oh. know if it was food. I don't know if it was water. I mean, I don't. I I don't know if it was just a bug going around. I have no idea. But I was in full panic mode. Panic had set in again. And I remember we were standing at one of the rose ceremonies, and Lacey looks at me. We're like. In the background, Lacey looks at me, and she was like, "I'm gonna throw up." And they were mid-recording, you know, filming, and I'm like, "Oh, I just pushed her off the back of the um, the riser thing," and I was like, "Get her out of here!" Because I hate to throw. I would have chain reaction thrown up too. It was so bad. But every single person was like sweating, pale as ever, throwing up. It was. We had to stop every three minutes. The rose ceremony went to like six in the morning because everybody was throwing up. It was so terrible. Jeez. Traumatic.
1: There were there were a few relationships in Bachelor Pad One. Some that lasted, you know. You had the whole Lacey and Marcus thing. You had M- Michelle and Cody, and and whatnot. But one of the more interesting relationships, at least I thought during the season, was you and a raccoon.
0: Oh my god! I
1: can't even tell you. I- <laughs> so okay. tell okay. tell us about Rocky the raccoon, or whatever his name was. <laughs>
0: i had a lady come up to me the other day at my salon and she was like i'm not even joking she came up and she was like honestly she had the most i don't even know the look she was giving me sarcastic like this look of like looking down on me and she was like i just have to ask why would you talk to a raccoon claire like how dumb can you be basically and i looked at her and i'm like Who's the dumb one? Like, do you really think I was talking to a raccoon? <laughs> like, I would have rather have talked to a raccoon. I was talking to Alon, uh, one of the producers. So, yeah. uh, I mean, we all—I
1: think we all figured it was a producer. I didn't know it was no, Alon, but yeah. not
0: everybody figured it was a producer. I still get blown up about raccoon memes and raccoon pictures and raccoon stuffed animals. Like, I'm like, I didn't even know there was raccoon. there. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean people people that bought that, and you know, it was just like, okay, it's just obvious she's not talking to a raccoon, people. But that's what this show does. I mean, Bachelor in Paradise yeah. is a little more lighthearted than The Bachelor. They like to do things like that. You know, your first season they didn't do those cheesy intros, which are yeah. really funny. The second season, oh, the third so season, funny. they did. Those are funny, yeah. and it just shows the show is a little more lighthearted. But yeah, when they try to make it seem like you were. Talking to a raccoon when it was obvious you were either talking to another cast member or a producer, it was just like okay, we we get it. But um, yeah, you did have drama with Ashley Frazier on that, and I yes. think it all stemmed from the very first. You got that first date card of the season and asked Graham mm-hmm. to go on it, and then she got upset because she felt she had dibs on him. So that's when you just like, all right, I'll just change it, <laughs> change it to Robert. Was
0: yeah, I didn't care. I just felt like if Graham and I were going to be anything, if anything was going to come of it, one stupid, silly first little date was not going to make or break it. And so I was like, if she's so bent out of shape about it, I'm the type of girl that's like, I will support every woman. Do your thing. If you want to go for it, go for it. It's it wasn't, I mean, it I, it wasn't the end of the world to me. It wasn't traumatic. It wasn't like calling dibs. It wasn't, I think that stems a lot from insecurity. If they're like, I got to be the one, I got to get his attention. I got to go on that date with him. It's not
1: that serious you know yeah so i totally understandable and i don't even remember how you ended your time on obviously you didn't get a rose at a rose ceremony but you so bachelor pad one ends you don't
0: you keep saying bachelor pad i mean
1: gosh paradise one (laughs) ends uh you so try and put yourself back to the day that you left paradise yeah that first season It seemed like it really didn't go well for you. Kind of seemed like a whole shit show to begin with. Yeah. Did you ever think when you left that day that you would be back on that show again? And what changed your mind?
0: Oh, God. Not a chance. Are you kidding me? I was not a chance. Not a chance in the world because I just, it wasn't, it wasn't my style. Bachelor in Paradise, I'm such an old lady when it comes to like, I like being in my bed and watching movies and reading books. And I'm such a low key person and I don't drink. And so paradise is a lot of drinking and a lot of partying and a lot of staying up late and it's exciting and it's fun. I just think I'm past that phase in my life of doing all that kind of stuff. Hardcore. So it wasn't exciting to me. Um, I think with that said, I loved the first paradise better because my girls were there, you know, like, you know, I love Michelle money and, um, I think it's obvious. Her and I have a good friendship going, and yeah, Lacey. Like I just and Sarah. Like I just I love those girls, and so it made it so much fun. But um, it got to be like you said, just with a raccoon and stuff. It got to be almost like a joke. Number two kind of just felt like a joke. Um,
1: yeah, you come on two, and they bring you in. I think one thing that probably worked against you was they brought you in a day late, so everyone had kind of already yeah teamed up kind of connected
0: knew each other yeah i didn't know anybody i didn't know anybody and
1: so what made you go on to then like what what was the thing that changed (laughs) your mind because you said there was no way in hell you ever thought you would go back on what made you change your mind
0: so i'll tell you exactly what changed my mind i sat there with producers and they're like you want to come back and i was like absolutely not gonna happen um but then it started my wheel started spinning and i'm like A vacation for a month on the beach in Mexico with every food, every drink, anything you can imagine possible at your, you know, like at your fingertips. And I'm, I, I, this is so embarrassing, but I literally went to producers and I was like, do you think like you can film everybody and just do their thing? I'm just going to be reading my book tanning in the background and just kind of hanging out with I'll just stay out of everything. But the one thing I did want to do was I was like, can you just maybe send me on a date of like something really, really scary and adventurous? Because that's what these are about. You know, like that's what they do on date, date shows like this. And there's always the fun, exciting dates of bungee jumping or whatever. So I was like, I can go do that. Like, can I just go? I'll, I'll rally. You know, I just want to go have fun. Lay out tan. It sounded like a good idea at
1: the time. Sounded like a good idea at the time, and then you're stuck in a hot yoga class with Mikey Tenerelli and his (laughs) junk in your face or whatever. I mean, essentially, is what it was. It's Um, so
0: funny. I'm like, what am I doing different here? I do yoga all the time anyway, so I'm like, what am I – I wanted the adventure day. What (laughs) am I doing? Well, then – (laughs) what I do in Sacramento?
1: <laughs> well, then you did get somewhat of an adventure date because you get a date with Jared where you, I think you yeah. guys went bungee, it was bungee jumping, right? Or yes, that's right. So I, you go bungee I, jumping with Jared.
0: Yeah. I was going to leave and I was like, I'm kind of over this. I don't, I didn't get to do a fun date. I was probably my only date. There's no guys I'm interested in, no guys I, you know, care to date. And I was happy. I was having a good time, but, um, it was just like, there's nobody coming that I want. There's nobody here that I want. It's all kind of funky. It just, I felt out of place. And so I was like, I want to go home. And Jared was like, I want to go home too. So he gets a date card. And I don't know the whole Ashley, everything. I don't know what happened, but he was just like, instead of going home, will you go on the date with me? So of course I I was like, I knew it was going to be an adventure date for sure. So of course I wanted to do, it. I I couldn't leave Mexico without doing something epic.
1: (laughs) So because of the Jared Ashley eye, this longstanding thing, what what are we, what are they? Did you yeah. ever when when you went on that date with him, I, I don't even remember on that portion if she was still hung up on him, but did you did you get like the stink eye from her after that? Like did she was she not a fan um, of yours after that or
0: it was funny watching the show back because I had zero clue that she was even into him. Like her and I had never had a conversation. We'd never had an interaction. There was nothing in the world that I was like, even knew. I mean, watching it back, I see everything and how obsessed with him she was. But if I would have known all that, I would have been like, same thing with Ashley the year before. It's like, take him. I don't care. It's not, I'm not, my heart's not invested in this. So I just, I was, had no clue about it. And I was kind of kept in the dark about that. And she, she didn't even tell me about it. Nobody told me about their relationship or pseudo relationship. Um, that they had going on or her, you know, I, I just didn't know. So I didn't see a problem with it. Um,
1: and then the only other... just
0: a date. Like, it's not the end of the world.
1: Well, of course not. But some of them take it that way, especially someone yeah. like Ashley as emotional as she is. But one of the other things that yeah. happened that season that I guess mm. is somewhat memorable is they brought the raccoon back. They literally faked a phone call that you had with, <laughs> I'm assuming, a family member where you call... You're on the phone talking to somebody, and then they flip Ooh. to the next scene, and there's a raccoon in Sacramento on a beach chair with a phone in its hand. Like,
0: I really do something like that, because I, I was just. Were Who are you talking, talking to? I was, like, I was talking to my sister, and okay. I was like, "Can I call my sister and tell her, like, you know, I'm doing good and we're having fun?" And they were a lot more lenient with the phone this time, so I was like, "Can I just call her and talk to her?" And they're like, "Yeah, you can sit over right there." by the pool in perfect view of all the cameras (laughs) so i was like okay and i didn't care like with everything else and the core of everything i know what happened because i was there yeah however they want to make it look like i don't care i was there i know exactly what happened i was talking to my sister so
1: was that was was that your house in sacramento that they showed was that really it
0: no, I, no, I don't even know what house that was. Was that even in Sacramento? I don't even know. It wasn't my house.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, well, technically, I guess none of us really know if it was Sacramento. I mean, when they showed the yeah, house, it I had the it cry on that said Sacramento, California, but who knows if it was actually, I mean, obviously it <laughs> yeah, wasn't Yeah, no,
0: I it was literally just talking to my sister, telling her, actually, you know what it was? Okay, I exactly remember the day. That was the day of, ugh, this is what happens every paradise. My dad's anniversary that he passed away is June 13th. And oh, that's right. That's
1: during Paradise they
0: film. Huh?
1: That's during Paradise is filming
0: every year, and so that was the day that they had let me call my sisters and talk to them, and you know, we always like to talk and catch up and you know, remember our daddy on that day. So I, they were like, "Yeah, of course you can call." I was telling them about everything, but that was actually a very, probably the stress most stressful day I've ever had in both Paradise's combined, because yeah. I wanted to leave so bad. They would not let me leave. And I was like, get me a car right now. Like I want to go home and not, not, it wasn't out of like, I was mad or I just want to go home or I'm not finding love. It wasn't that I just, I wanted to go home. Like I'd been there a couple weeks and there was nothing there for me and I missed my family and I wanted to, you know, it was my dad's anniversary and I just kind of want to get out of there. You know, I was like, what am I doing here? So um, And they would not let me leave. And even Chris Harrison, I bless his heart. I love him. He stopped, you know, in the middle of a rose ceremony. He was just like, oh, are you going to puss out? Are you going to leave? Are you going to tuck your tail in between your legs and leave? And I was like, this is my dad's anniversary. Like, I'm having a hard time and I'm crying because of it. Chris, Her- Wait, Chris talk. Harrison
1: said, are you going to puss out and leave and quit? on?" Like, he was... Jeez. Yeah.
0: they. I mean, they showed it, but they made it look like it was regarding something else. I don't even remember what it was regarding, but um, I was upset. I, was, I just wanted to go and I felt so trapped because they're like, you have to stay. You have to stay. You have to stay. And I'm like, no, I want to go home. Let me go home. And you're at their mercy because
1: yeah. I mean, they're the ones that booked the flights. Matter. I mean, you can't the one- just exactly. leave on your own and yeah. So, yeah.
0: and so i I mean, it was like, "Get me out of here, I'm over this,
1: and it ended, and that was your that was your bachelor career in a nutshell of those three shows, so it. you get off that show and you return back to your post show life, which is
0: yeah.
1: I'm assuming you're still doing hair in sacramento, correct
0: I am, I am, it's just back to normal life. I never had the intentions of like. I didn't want to be famous. I didn't care. I wasn't trying to like make it big or be in the spotlight or I don't care about that kind of stuff. So for me, I was like, I just want to get back to normal life.
1: And you, I mean, you've done, you've been brought back for a few things. You've done some appearances. You went to, uh, you, did you, wait,
0: did you go to Jaden Tanner's wedding or no? I did. You I did. did. You were and there. I mean, that's the thing. There's so much good that comes out of this that i think it's hard for you or for other people to understand like why do you go back or why do you put up with what they do or the editing or this and that there's so much positive that comes from it like i was able to go on who wants to be a millionaire and go yes win ten thousand dollars for the spinal muscular atrophy foundation you know like there's so much good stuff that comes out the friendships that come out of it like there's so much positive stuff that comes out of it that it's like why not you know
1: when you were at Jaden Tanner's wedding, did you happen to notice Nick and Liz hitting it off by any chance? Did you see that Hi. happening? Like, or did you I'm Obviously, at the time, you didn't know who Liz You didn't know Liz was Liz at, at the time of that no. wedding, but.
0: No, I was just dancing and eating and having such a blast. <laughs> I mean, come on. Seal was there. I, I'm pretty sure I was fangirling over Seal. Oh, that's right. wondering what's, what's happening there, you know? <laughs> I didn't care. That's what weddings are for, right? Hookups and fun times and wedding parties hooking up with each other. I don't know. That's what they do, I right? guess.
1: I guess. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've never hooked up at a wedding before.
0: Me neither, <clears throat> but it sounds fun, right?
1: Uh, I, well, I'm, I'm lying. So uh, <laughs> um, so let's move on to Nick's season real quick before we get to our final 10 questions to wrap this up. Um, what are your thoughts on Nick's season? Um, I don't know if you've had... Contact with Nick. He was never on a season that you appeared on because he was on Paradise 3 and you weren't Uh. on 3. So I don't know if you've had any interactions with Nick or whatever, and if you've been like following it religiously, or I mean, what are your overall thoughts on this season if you have been watching?
0: I feel like a lot of it is very predictable. So for me, I don't follow it closely. I used to want to like tweet and see what's happening and see what everybody's thinking. But for me, right now, I just think, like, a lot of it's so predictable that, um, like, I called it, called it. And I have people that I know that I said it. I was like, for sure, Rachel's going to be the next. That's it.
1: When did, well, when did you call it?
0: I feel like I called it. <laughs> I feel like I called it from the beginning. I knew what they were doing.
2: Mm.
0: I knew what they were doing.
1: Well, when you say you knew what they were doing, are you are you saying, like, okay, Black girl gets first impression rose like this is like kind of like did you think I mean I'm saying do you think it was a setup? Like do you like, think because yeah. you know I'll I'll ask yeah. you this straight up because I've been getting it myself from readers who have said Steve, now that Rachel has been announced as the bachelorette, I think this was all planned from the beginning. Like from the time they cast yes, her, I
2: think they so. told
1: But I mean, when you say you think so, do you think they told Rachel like, look, just come on the yeah. show And you'll be, you'll, we'll get you the bachelorette gig, but you have to come on bachelor first because that's how we do things. Okay. So nothing, nothing like that. I don't think they
0: would say that. I think that they had her in the back of their mind yeah, as somebody who would be great potential for that. Um, And to see, I I think she rose to the occasion on her end of, of being the perfect fit for that, Um, for what they were looking for, you know?
1: Yeah. And how do you think Uh, she'll do as bachelorette? Say that again? How do you think she'll do as the bachelorette?
0: Um I think she is very, very good at her word. She's very smart and she's very has good emotion. Um, that she can invest into this. And I feel like she's a sincere person. So I think it's gonna be good. I am wondering what is going to happen as far as just I guess the demographics. Everybody wants the change. Everybody wants them to finally get with the times and put regular real people in there, you know, and not just the same typecast person every time so i think it's something good i'm wondering because they have so long had such a pattern of what they did that with the same type of demographic that i don't know how it's gonna go like i hope it goes good because she i think she'll kill it i think she'll do such a good job um and it'll be fun to watch it'll definitely be fun to watch
1: well speaking of bachelorette just going back to back when you got off your season and anything like that was there ever any talks with you? I mean, did they ever bring it up to you? Like, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. Were you ever a, con- a, a yeah, contender before they I went with Andy? People,
0: like, I mean, when they talk about, like, Taylor, or they talk about Luke, or they talk about people, they're like, they thought they were going to be it. I thought that they, I mean, I, I told him I didn't want to do it because it was so much pressure, but they were, of course, they were bringing me down to L.A. and seeing if I wanted to and seeing if I was interested in it, um, but... I think they just want options,
1: you know? Oh, okay. So you were you were talked to, but it would never got to the
0: yeah no. fairly
1: serious stages and whatnot?
0: Correct. Okay.
1: Correct. Um. So let's play America's Favorite Game Show,
0: let's which is
1: now, I think, <laughs> I think I've done it four times, maybe five. I can't remember. But, um. Okay. well, let's see. We did it with Casey. We did it with Nick Peterson. We did it with Courtney. We did it with Possessionista. So yeah, this will be five. Uh, this is the Rapid 10. This is where I ask you 10 random questions. Some might be show related, some might not. But just to okay. give the audience a little bit, uh, get to know Claire Crawley a little bit more. So question number one, mm-hmm. I think based on this interview, I we probably know the answer to this, but might as well ask it anyway. Which was your favorite season to be on? Bachelor, Paradise <laughs> first season, or Paradise second season? Uh,
0: bachelor, hands down.
1: Yeah, I kind of figured that after Obviously,
0: this. because of the traveling.
1: Yeah, and just the fact that you had, it was just, it looked like more fun for you. It was. <laughs> uh, question number two, you obviously are a hairstylist in Sacramento. What percentage mm-hmm. of your clients want to talk Bachelor stuff with you?
0: Um, it depends who you're asking because I have such an established base of clientele that I've had prior to the show. That just know me and don't care. Um, Ironically, those are the people that I talk about Bachelor with. It's the new people that come in that want to come in just to talk Bachelor. That it's so weird to say this, but it kind of offends me. Like, come in because you like the quality of work that I do, that I spent so (laughs) many hours on my feet, so much education doing, learning. Like, it's almost an insult to say, I just want to come talk about the Bachelor. And I get it, I understand it, but it's like, come to me because of my craft or my skill. Not because of getting the scoop, you know. I, I'm not going to stand on hurt my back and <laughs> stand on my feet all day long just to talk about Bachelor. <laughs> like that's how I make my living. That's I, not from Bachelor. I make my living from what I've always done. You know? But and, but I got to because, imagine.
1: I got to imagine you did get more clients because of it, because people did want to... Now, as annoying um, as it may be, it, it's money in your pocket, correct? I mean, that's the way you make correct. money. Yeah,
0: yeah, correct. But a lot of times it was more of. I'm such a private person that ironically, I yeah. I didn't want to get asked those questions. I didn't want to be put on the spot while I'm just trying to do my job. you know, it, it was awkward for me. So I, for a long time, I didn't accept new clients. Um now that a lot of time has passed, it's fine. and you know,
1: okay, whatever. Qu- Question <laughs> number three. I asked this to Courtney, so I'm gonna give you the same question. The okay. best and worst pickup lines you've gotten from a guy in Bachelor Nation. And was it through him sliding into your DMs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have to. Give, you don't have to give up the guy. Just bet uh, the best like line you got, and um, worst line you've got, if you can remember.
0: I don't fall for that kind of stuff. So for me, I it does not go in down in the DM. Um,
1: but they've tried. Has someone tried in the DM?
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, there's been no good pickup lines though. Unfortunately, like come at me with some good ones. That's that's what (laughs) I'd be interested in. Come at me with some good ones. Then I'll maybe be slightly entertained.
1: (laughs) Do you remember? I mean, do you remember like one that was just really bad that sticks out and what they said?
0: Um, honestly, none jump out. I I think a lot of guys these days from, from bachelor nation, I think they're just, they just, they get women who are not part of bachelor nation, just throw themselves at them and, that's the easiest way to go. And they want the easy way, the easy way out, you know? So
1: hmm.
0: I'm more supportive of that for them.
1: Okay. Question number four, who is your current male celebrity crush?
0: Oh my God. You're going to laugh so hard. I can't even tell you. I'm so embarrassed.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, all right. Well, let's, let's, well, tell it to me and then I'll let you know. <clears throat>
0: But it's strictly because that I've been watching Dexter for oh. a little while now, and I'm what's I'm what's his
1: name? Show. Michael Michael C. Hall is that his name?
2: Yes,
1: Dexter <laughs> so of all the people, so the current male celebrity <laughs> crush is Dexter.
0: He's like possessive and just protective of his lady, and just and works. then and then he kills like, them, doesn't he?
1: I mean, I don't watch Dexter, but I'm, no. I'm, I'm aware of what the show no. is. Doesn't he kill all his people? Doesn't he kill his women?
0: Ride or die for his lady. Like I just (laughs) love it. it.
1: That is the most. I I gotta say that's it's easily the most bizarre celebrity (laughs) male crush we've had on Rapid Ten. Wow. Catch me
0: in a month when I finish when I finish the seasons, and it might be different. But (laughs) for right now, I'm obsessed with Dexter.
1: Okay. Um. All right. Let's just. Something about that ginger, you know? Yeah. Let's. Okay. Let's just move on from Michael C. Hall. (laughs) That is so bizarre. All right. Um, question number five, you have mentioned yeah. in interviews and or tweets that you are a huge fan of the golden girls, oh, which, no more. which golden girl do you see yourself most like when you grow up? And what is your favorite episode? If you I have love one.
0: I you say when I grow up, um, <laughs> who do I see myself like?
1: Yeah. Is when, when, when you're their age, which one do you think you'll most likely resemble?
0: I feel like I think it depends who you ask. Cause I think I would say a different answer than other people would say about me, but I feel like I'm a combo of the two. Is that bad? Well, which two I, I okay. I'm a combo of, I've definitely, mm, i okay. So I've definitely got some rows, mm-hmm. but I also have like, I feel like the, uh, who do you think? I don't know. I, I'd be curious. Your guess.
1: Um. Well, wait, wait a second. I, I, I know all their actor names. I'm forgetting their character names. Estelle Getty was the older, the mother.
0: Uh-huh.
1: What was yeah. her? So Sophia, Sophie, Sophie. What was it?
0: Sof- Sophia? Sophia. It was what was knows. B
1: Arthur's name? I don't remember on the show. What was her character name?
0: Talk- oh my god! It ba- okay, B Arthur. Oh my god! Why am I blanking? <gasps> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> we need to end this interview. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I don't even know this. Um, B Arthur. Why am I blanking?
1: I know Rose, Blanche, Sophie, Sophia, are the three of the four, and I don't remember B's name, B Arthur's character name. What was her name?
0: Why am I blanking?
1: I'm seriously gonna have to go. Hold on, I, while you think, go go I'm gonna ahead. Google I'm- this on your on my phone real quick. Hang on. I'm
0: um, like blank. Uh,
1: Golden Girls.
0: I named my dog after Ruby McLeanhan, though. By the way, little Ruby.
1: Oh. Oh. Okay. Um, what? Tell me. Spicy Rose. Uh, strong will. Dorothy. Dorothy was her name.
0: Dorothy! <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm a combo of like, I don't know, of Rose. I would say, I have, a honestly, I feel like I have a little bit of all of them. I'm not going to lie. Like, I can be so, so, so stubborn like Dorothy. I can be very sassy like room Clayton. I can be, I mean, I'm all of them. Be a, you I can be mean. an airhead
1: like Betty White and
0: i've been known i've yeah. been known to be a little bit of a flighty airhead That's naive
1: and um sophia was the uh the smart ass the smart just, out
0: she's just she's just a punk that is so jaded and i just love yeah. it and she's a, a little sass <laughs> so i think i'm i'm just all of them that's why i love them
1: okay um do you remember a favorite episode do you have a favorite episode that sticks out
0: all of them all so you
1: you answer all of them for which one are you? And all, all the episodes, you're like, all of them. Okay.
0: Steve, don't question me. <laughs> this is why I am obsessed with them. Like, I I just, I watch it. I used to watch it over and over and over. Their DVD. I had all their box DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so obsessed with them. I just, okay. Here's why I became obsessed with them, though. Like, you know, sometimes the world could just be so stressful, so harsh, so sketchy, and just so terrible. There's so much bad going on in the world that that was like my relief at the end of the night some nights was just to throw on good-hearted wholesome funny real jokes
1: 70 year old women um, yeah we get it (laughs) (laughs) um i love them okay uh question number six since i don't remember if you were even asked this on your bachelor profile and if you were i don't remember your answer if you could be an animal what would you be and why
0: what kind of Question is that?
1: But they they ask that on the on those bachelor profiles on the that we see on the bios that come out every year. They're always asked, like, if you could be an animal, which which one are you? I know. I I I I, uh, I just you have to answer it. Go ahead.
0: If I was to be an animal, I would love to be a squirrel.
1: A squirrel.
0: Yeah, a squirrel. Do
1: you know why you would want to be a squirrel?
0: Because they just are so carefree. They're all over the place. They can. Hmm. I just love him. Do I need uh, need an (laughs) explanation? I just love love
1: him. All right, we'll go with Squirrel. Mm -hmm. Question seven. What bothered you more? There's four choices here. Seeing yourself cry on TV, having a bad hair day on TV, getting rejected by Juan Pablo, or them making you look like you were having a conversation with a raccoon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) None of them bother me more because... I could care less like I everybody has bad hair days everybody cries everybody has the ugly cry everybody has breakups there's nothing of that that I'm even I would ever change or take back or anything like all those I don't like it's all real life stuff okay Whatever.
1: question number eight you mentioned this in an earlier conversation Mm -hmm. so I will uh what's the coolest perk that you've gotten from being part of the bachelor franchise
0: The coolest perk that I've got from being part of the franchise is I think being able to get a plane ticket to any single city in the entire United States and to always have a couch to sleep on. Um, I think so much of Bachelor Nation and the people involved, like there's so many different people in every single city that wherever you go, you can know somebody in that city Um, and you can have dinner with somebody in that city. And it's, I think it's just amazing.
1: Question number nine. I asked this a couple times, so might as well ask you this. What is your favorite slow song of all time?
0: <laughs> I just made a slow jam mixtape, actually, to be real. But um, I really, really love Genuine Pony. From- <laughs> what? That's not a... <laughs> That's a slow song. I mean, it is a... <sighs> What are you talking? Are you talking like Celine Dion? Because I can pull out some. Celine yeah, I Dion
1: mean, songs. I, I yeah, I would. Uh, I was thinking I like along songs. those like like I guess when I say slow song of all time, maybe I meant more like dating slash love song. Maybe that's I what I was going because genuine genuine it. ride that pony is not a t- <laughs> is not a love song. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I guess it could that be used in. I, I guess it could be playing if there's lovemaking going on, but I just.
0: <laughs> I don't know what kind of lovemaking you do if you're playing Celine Dion, <laughs> but I'm playing genuine pony. Yeah, so
1: exactly. yeah. Um, watch out. So, uh, so, any Celine Dion Dion song is your favorite?
2: Um, I love them all. S- slow I mean, jam.
0: She, I play Celine Dion when I'm getting ready in the morning, when I'm taking my shower. Celine Dion is bumping in my in my bathroom.
1: Like, Heart Will Go On, like Titanic stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Okay, well, this is question number 10, and Mm -hmm. I've decided that I'm going to start. This is going to be the new trend for question number 10, because I got this off of a uh, talk show that I saw once, and it's a little variation off that. It's called Explain Your Tweet. So question number 10, explain your tweet. On August 12th of last year, you tweeted this. Dear Lord, I just had the sketchiest, worst experience with Handy. I don't know how this company exists. (laughs) What happened with Handy? What is Handy? I don't, you know what? I didn't even look. What is Handy, first off?
0: Handy is a house cleaning service. Okay. At the time, I did not have a consistent house cleaner. It was yours truly. Okay. So I had somebody had recommended them to me. So I called them. I paid for um, three hours of house cleaning. Keep in mind, my house is not huge at all. I paid for three hours. I came back after three hours. She was in my kitchen, drinking a soda, had turned my heater all the way up because she was cold, um, and had only cleaned my kitchen for three hours. And I'm like, what did you do the rest of the time? Like, my my kitchen is, I'm not a dirty person. She literally spent three, and I was having a party that night. She was in the kitchen, drinking a soda the whole time, and had nothing, done nothing, but I I couldn't even tell you what she did. So I had to have somebody come back that night that lady the next the one who came back spent two hours cleaning my kitchen and I was like what (laughs) your guys is and I even told her don't do the kitchen it's all done she spent two more hours in the kitchen I'm like what is there to clean in the kitchen and I guess I should have like stood and watched and eyeballed but I just trust which is probably my mistake but it was the worst experience and I'm like the rest of my house is like dust bunnies and little dog hair here and there and I was like can you can you maybe go to my bathroom and clean, or maybe go sweep or mop or something? I don't know. No, my kitchen. They were obsessed with the kitchen, and it was not even dirty.
1: Wow. It well, was, it
0: was the weirdest experience I ever had with that. I'm like, okay, I guess I got to do the rest myself after five hours of kitchen cleaning.
1: So I guess if you live in the Sacramento or surrounding areas, don't use Handy <laughs> because that doesn't. They only pretty they pretty only pretty clean pretty. your kitchen. Apparently, here's the other
0: thing. <laughs> the other thing you can't talk to anybody it's all through email and each time you email oh, it goes geez. to a different person so i was having 20 different conversations with 20 different people about this one bad experience it was crazy
1: oh my gosh it was so horrific well claire you have completed rapid 10 you did a great <laughs> job uh other than on the golden girls question um <laughs> but uh thank you so much for coming on you were about as candid as a guest as we've had that was uh, a very, very interesting trip down memory lane with Juan Pablo's season and everything like that. So,
0: yeah, way to rehash it. Huh?
1: Yeah, oh my <laughs> gosh. So, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And down the line, I'm sure I will bring you back on and we'll not rehash everything again, but let me talk more current. Hopefully, we have some yeah new season. stuff to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, thank you very much, Claire, for for joining us. I really appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you. In the future.
0: Absolutely. Take care. Thanks a lot. No problem.
1: Thank you very much to Claire for that. Wow. Like, I was, you know, I was expecting her to recap this. I mean, I was going to ask her questions about Juan Pablo's season, but she was, I didn't think she would be as candid as she was. And that was really interesting to hear. And I, I think I have a little bit different impression of Claire after now having spoken to her. Than I did before because that was kind of that was surprising. I'm still kind of I'm a little bit flustered because I was not expecting that, and it was and in a good way. Like she was really really good. I really appreciate her answers and opening up about everything that happened on Juan Pablo's season and even you know on Paradise and everything that happened there. So thanks again to Claire and thank you all to listening uh, for listening to podcast number thirteen. And we will be back next week with podcast number 14 doing the same thing. We got your recaps on Tuesday. We got your reader emails on Wednesday, Dr. Reality Steve on Thursday, along with podcast number 13. And if you could please rate, subscribe and review on iTunes, it would be very much appreciated. you guys have done a great job so far. I want to thank everyone who's listening to this and tuning in. We're coming up on almost a half a million downloads since I started this on December 5th. So, two and a half months and we're almost at uh, 500 million downloads total so thank you very much I really appreciate it and uh, until next week I will talk to you then see you later everybody